Osage County, Oklahoma is getting a lot of attention right now. It's the setting of Martin Scorsese's latest film, Killers of the Flower Moon. The movie is based on a book about the 1920s Osage murders, when white men poured into Osage County and killed Osage people for their oil wealth. I'm Rachel Adams Hurd, the host of In Trust, a podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartMedia. For over a year, I was reporting a different story about other ways white people got Osage land and wealth and how a prominent ranching family in Osage County became one of the biggest landowners here. Their ranching empire was built on land that at the turn of the century was all owned by the Osage Nation. So how'd they get it? Listen to the award-winning podcast In Trust on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. We begin with the latest in the Israel-Hamas war. President Biden is back in Washington after becoming the first U.S. president to visit Israel during a time of conflict. He offered America's full-throated support for the fight against terrorists. Hamas committed atrocities that recall the worst ravages of ISIS, unleashing pure, unadulterated evil upon the world. On the way back, President Biden told reporters on Air Force One that aid will be allowed into Gaza from Egypt, but with a caveat. We're not going to be sending any humanitarian aid to Hamas if they're going to be confiscated. That's the commitment that I've made. President Biden says he made that commitment after speaking with Egypt's president. The president will speak to the nation tonight from the Oval Office. That's set for 8 p.m. Wall Street time. Stick with Bloomberg for full coverage. Well, Nathan, the diplomatic push continues this morning with U.K. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak now in Israel. We get more with Bloomberg's Oliver Crook in Tel Aviv. I think what we expect from Rishi Sunak is what we've expected from a lot of the Western leaders who have come here to Israel. Um, and we should mention that that is so far been Ursula von der Leyen, Olaf Scholz and President Biden yesterday. And really this sort of um, you know unflinching support for Israel, whether that is in terms of just political support internationally, which is critical, but also potentially financial and military military support of some variety. Bloomberg's Oliver Crook says Sunak will have meetings with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and President Isaac Herzog. Well, the visit, Karen, comes as Arab leaders continue to blame Israel for the deadly blast at a Gaza hospital. Israel says it was caused by a misfired Palestinian militant rocket. Michael Oren is a former Israeli ambassador to the United States. Hamas uses its population as a human shield. Hamas uh, builds massive uh, labyrinths of tunnels under cities, under schools. It has its headquarters under hospitals. That's where they have their arsenals in mosques as well. Um, And the only way that Israel can defend itself uh, from further horrendous massacres of this strike that we we experienced on October 7th and 8th is to go in there and uproot uh, Hamas. Former Israeli Ambassador Michael Oren made the comments on Bloomberg's balance of power. Well, elsewhere in Washington, it's been two weeks since Kevin McCarthy was ousted as Speaker of the House, Nathan. And today, the House is scheduled to try a third time to get Jim Jordan elected as his replacement. And Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has that story. Jordan actually lost ground in the second round of voting. And reports are he's been campaigning nonstop now, but didn't want another round yesterday. And the frustration is mounting, even among his own caucus, with congressmen like Tim Burchett saying, just get on with whatever's going to happen. I think we ought to stay here and just keep voting and just keep working on the problem and quit going home and doing these two-hour days. It's kind of ridiculous. 
The president's address tonight will be aimed at the House to get going to aid Israel and Ukraine, something it hasn't been able to do without a captain or even a, a rudder. Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. Okay, Ed, thank you. Staying with politics, a new Bloomberg News Morning Consult poll shows President Biden trailing Donald Trump in several key battleground states. Bloomberg's Lisa Mateo reports. The former president is leading Biden 47 percent to 43 percent, with a margin of error of one percentage point among voters across Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Forty nine percent of respondents said they trusted Trump more in the economy compared to 35 percent for Biden. Among independent voters, it was a bigger win for Trump. He has a 22-point advantage on the economy over Biden. Trump was also more trusted on several other key issues, including immigration, U.S.-China relations, and the war in Ukraine. Lisa Mateo, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Lisa, thanks. We'll return to the markets now and some stocks in the move this morning after reporting earnings. Shares of Tesla down almost 5% in early trading. CEO Elon Musk is dialing back expectations for the EV maker in the wake of rising rates and a more cost-conscious consumer. Musk also said it could be a long time before its Cybertruck becomes profitable. We dug our own grave with your Cybertruck. You know, generally, I find Nobody digs a grave better than themselves. And special products that come along once in a long while are just incredibly difficult to bring to market, to reach volume, to, to be prosperous. And Musk says the Cybertruck is set to hit the market on November 30th. On the other hand, Karen, shares of Netflix are up more than 13 percent. The world's top paid streaming service says it added almost 9 million customers in the third quarter, far exceeding analyst forecast. Tesla, or I'm sorry, Netflix also boosted its most expensive plan in the U.S. by $3 and its basic plan by 2 and Nathan, big job cuts out of Nokia. The mobile network company is slashing up to 14,000 jobs, 16% of its workforce. Makers of 5G equipment are struggling as operators in the U.S. and Europe seek to cut capital expenditure. Finally, Karen, Wall Street will closely be watching a speech by Fed Chair Jay Powell today, and we get more from Bloomberg's David Weston. When Chair Powell appears before the Economic Club of New York, topic number one will be how to square the continued remarkable strength of the economy with all those rate hikes he's led. We know that rate hike effects are long and variable, but when do we expect them to kick in fully? And, of course, we'll all want to get a sense of where those rates are likely to end up once the dust has settled. I'm David Weston for Bloomberg Radio. All right, Nathan, thanks. It's time now for a look at some of the other stories making news around the world. For that, we're joined by Bloomberg's John Tucker. John, good morning. And Karen, good morning to you. Thousands gathered at protests across Washington, D.C. Wednesday in calls for a ceasefire in Gaza and the West Bank. An estimated 300 were arrested during a demonstration that made its way into a congressional building. Meantime, a security warning at home. That story in this report from Bloomberg Steve Ponis. The FBI, Department of Homeland Security, and National Counterterrorism Center have released a joint intelligence bulletin reiterating that the potential for violence in the U.S. is heightened because of the Israel-Hamas conflict. The memo saying recent events have sharpened the focus of potential attacks in the U.S. The warnings came while President Biden was in Tel Aviv to reaffirm U.S. solidarity with Israel. In Washington, I'm Steve Potisk, Bloomberg Radio. With the House still unable to agree on a speaker, Nebraska Republican Congressman Don Bacon tells ABC News He's been targeted by a pressure campaign to push him to vote for Jim Jordan. I mean, have people come to my yard while I'm with my grandkids want to yell at me. I had Boy Scouts over and a lady gets out of her car yelling at us, right? So there's this, there's this people so 
anger from the left and the right. At least six Republicans who voted against Jordan say they were threatened or harassed. More layups announced as the United Auto Workers strike against the big three drags on. Ford says it's laying off another 150 workers in Michigan. That brings the company's total of workforce furloughed to 2,730. Ford said the UAW's walkout last week at its Kentucky truck plant prompted the new layoffs at a Michigan axle plant. The U.S. is easing sanctions on Venezuela after its government and the opposition agreed to hold internationally monitored elections next year. This is the strongest sign yet of a major shift in U.S. policy, hoping to win commitments from strongman Nicolas Maduro. And the chief suspect in the death of Natalie Holloway is admitted to killing the teenager in Aruba. Joran Vandersloot's admission came as a part of a plea deal in the family's home state of Alabama. Global News 24 hours a day and whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm John Tucker and this is Bloomberg Radio. Karen. All right, John, thank you. Well, we bring you news throughout the day right here on Bloomberg Radio. But now you can get the latest news on demand whenever you want it. Subscribe to Bloomberg News Now to get the latest headlines at the click of a button. Get informed on your schedule. You can listen and subscribe to Bloomberg News Now on the Bloomberg Business app, Bloomberg.com, plus Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We need to get and we're going to have a check of sports now. Sorry for the technical snafu, but here now is John Stashauer with sports. John, good morning. Karen, the Texas Rangers' first loss of the postseason. They had been 7-0. They started Max Scherzer his first time on the mound in over a month back from injury, and the Astros got to him with five runs, capped by a Jose Altuve home run. Houston went on to win Game 3, 8-5, cutting Texas's lead in the ALCS to two games to one. Game 3 of the NLCS is tonight at Arizona with the Phillies up two games to none. The WNBA season is over. Game four between the Aces and the Liberty went down to the wire. Yonescu to inbound. Trying to get it to Stewart. Dumps it in. Stewart juggles. Catches. Six seconds left. Stewart with five. Draws the double. Lady to the corner. Vandersloot. No! And that is it! An unforgettable finish to game four. ESPN had the call. The Aces beat the Liberty in New York 70-69. to Win the finals three games to one and go back to back. First time it's happened since 2001 and two. NBA season will get going soon. What's going to happen in Philadelphia? James Harden, a no-show at Sixers practice, said to be in Houston. No secret that Harden wants to be traded. Hockey, the Capitals lost at Ottawa 6-1. The Warriors won their final preseason game by a point over Sacramento. Steph Curry scored 30 points. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's dedication. It's fortitude. And it's the work, passion, and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest-growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel has built a company and culture unlike any firm on Wall Street. Because success is the drive it takes to keep pushing. It's the passion to keep investing. It's the best of each of us, made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success.
Find a financial advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. Diplomacy continues in Israel after President Biden's seven-and-a-half-hour trip to the region did little to ease fears of a wider war beyond Hamas. Now it is U.K. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak's turn to try to keep the conflict contained. Joining us now is Bloomberg's News Director for Europe, the Middle East, and Africa, Rosalind Matheson. Roz, good morning. Get us up to speed on what's been happening in the diplomatic effort. We understand uh, Prime Minister Sunak... uh, just arrived maybe an hour or so ago. That's right. He's on the ground in Israel. And as you say, it follows the visit yesterday by the U.S. President Joe Biden. What we're seeing, in, in essence, is a parade of leaders from, from countries in Europe, the U.S. and elsewhere into the region, uh, Israel, but also uh, to places like Egypt, Jordan, and so on, to try and spread the message uh, of concern that the conflict between Israel and Hamas could widen into a full-scale regional war. Uh, Sunak's obviously in Israel to strongly express support for that country, similar to what the U.S. president said yesterday. In fact, his remarks just now when he met with the Israeli president were to that effect. Um, but also saying that he's concerned about the deteriorating humanitarian situation inside Gaza. He's pleased to see there's an announcement about a plan to at least let some trucks potentially start moving in from Egypt into Gaza, although so far today none of those trucks seemingly have started moving. So Sunak, like other leaders, is there to sort of walk that line between expressing support for Israel after the Hamas attack, but also uh, trying to stave off a widening of this conflict and, and ensure that the humanitarian situation in Gaza doesn't get any worse. It's a very difficult line for diplomats to toe, given the uh, continued uncertainty around that hospital blast in Gaza. Have we gotten any more clarity on what was behind that explosion, some of the intelligence that's been brought to bear in getting to the bottom of it? Well, Israel's been releasing what they say is evidence that the attack was not carried out by Israel, but rather sort of a misfire, if anything, by an outfit called Islamic Jihad, which is 
uh, separate to Hamas, uh, although sometimes they have operated together, and that it was a missile that was intended to come into Israel that obviously went awry. Uh, the 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 narrative from officials in Gaza is that it was an Israeli strike, uh, but we, we we are getting that evidence coming from Israel, and that was shared with countries including the US. Um, and you saw the comments from Joe Biden again saying that he believed that this was not not carried out um, by Israel. The reality is that whoever, whatever is the cause of the blast at the hospital is that narratives are very set on either side. Uh, and for the Arab world, there's, there was an immediately a narrative that this was Israel. And the truth of it in the end, well, it may not matter that much um, to, either, to, 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 the, to the countries involved in terms of those narratives that are set. Um, but it, it is certainly contributing to a hardening of views across the region. To the point about getting humanitarian aid into Gaza from Egypt, we heard from President Biden on Air Force One last night saying that he did get that agreement to get some humanitarian aid after speaking with Egypt's president with the caveat that that aid wouldn't be used by Hamas. That is a very tall order, is it not, with uh, Hamas control of that part of, of all of the Gaza Strip? Well, that's right. And we don't know how those conditions are going to be to be met. There wasn't any specifics in the announcement about it. And as you say, Hamas controls the Gaza Strip. That means they control distribution routes. They they control warehouses. They control ministries. Uh, they control transport. So how you can ensure that aid comes into the Gaza Strip and doesn't get collected by Hamas or used in some fashion is very, very difficult uh, to see. And so the risk is that those first trucks do actually cross the border between Egypt and Gaza, and immediately there are accusations that Hamas may have taken that aid or used that aid, and therefore no more aid then comes in subsequently. Um, And we know there's a lot of it sort of sitting on the border between Egypt and Gaza, but none of it's been moving. And so the risk is this becomes a very short-term exercise and the people who are needing medicine, food, uh, drinkable water and so on inside Gaza just are not going to get what they need. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak.
To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.